0: Welcome to Unstoppable Success Radio. I am your host, Kelly Roach, and I am thrilled to have our special guest of the week, Emily Thompson, here with me. Emily, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Kelly. It's good to be here.
0: Absolutely. Well, we got lucky enough to catch Emily in the month of her new book being released, so Emily, I can't wait to explore that with you today. But before we do, let me share a little bit about you with our audience, and we'll go ahead and dive right in. Sounds good. Emily is the co-founder of the Almanac Supply Company and the co-host of Being Boss, a podcast for creative entrepreneurs where she inspires, writes, and curates content to help creatives own their path and become more boss. With over 3 million listens, the impact of the podcast inspired Emily to co-write her first book. Being boss, take control of your work and live life on your own terms. As an author, educator, and web designer, Emily is a true warrior for creatives, equipping them with the tools they need to build businesses and lives that they love. When she isn't running her two businesses, writing a book or hustling out her latest creative project, you can find Emily shaking up a fresh cocktail to sip on the beach, the porch, harvesting food from her southern backyard garden, or planning her next vacation adventure. Emily, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you. Thank you. I'm excited to talk about all things entrepreneur and book. I'm excited to dive in.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, before we do, um, tell me about Almanac Supply Company. What do you do? do
1: Yeah. So Almanac Supply Company is my latest endeavor. Just to give a little bit of a background, I spent – 10 years designing websites for other creative entrepreneurs and I've put that mantle down over the past probably it was a it was a waning process of of weaning myself off of uh, of my web design business and um, I was diving full-time into being boss and running that business and creating that podcast and all the other things that we do over at being boss but I was feeling a little like entrepreneurially unfulfilled where I was laying down a business that I had grown from school. Scratch and grown into, you know, a beautiful, flourishing, profitable business, but in an arena that I was I was no longer finding fulfilling. And then being boss was sort of filling that hole. But Kathleen and I realized, you know, very early on that one of the, the pieces of magic that makes being boss what it is is that we are not a hundred percent focused on being boss. We have these other separate endeavors that allows us to cultivate, you know, separate expertise that that we then bring to being boss. So as I was laying down my web design business and moving, you know, in some different directions, I felt it was time for me to uh, live out a, uh, you know, lifelong, perhaps dream of starting a retail business. And so Almanac Supply Company is that business. And we're in the earliest stages of getting that off the ground. We've shared the the early part of that journey in a sort of a spinoff podcast, we're calling it called making a business where um, I've partnered up with a friend of mine to curate goods for nature lovers. So we've focused on um, candles and crystals thus far, we're starting to build Build out our product line into some other consumer goods, like um, like grow-your-own mushroom kits or um, or herb garden kits, and those sorts of things to help people bring um, bring more attention and awareness back to living closely with the planet, um, and um, and seasonally as well. So it's a new endeavor. I mean, we're only. I guess we just lived out our first quarter of business, which is super exciting, and it's fun to dive into pretty much the business, the business um, realm that I've been helping my own clients with for over a decade, using all of those skills and tools that I've gathered um, from that decade of doing that work for myself.
0: That's amazing! I love that, and I love that you're doing something fun and creative, and that you have like kind of the the full and then the side, I kind of started something and and we're not even launched yet. It's called Give Her Courage. It's a side business with a very close friend of mine um to do personal development for kids. And we're doing, you know, products and gifts and stuff like that. And it's completely opposite end of the world of my main business, you know, doing business growth yeah. strategy. and it's fun. It brings out a different part of your personality. It fulfills a different piece of yourself that maybe doesn't get expressed in the other business. So I think that's really interesting and and great that you're doing that.
1: Thank you. I'm I'm loving it thus far and I cannot wait to see where it goes, but it's also really gratifying and I'm sure you probably experience this as well where, you know, you're getting to use your expertise and sort of Prove it to yourself that all the hard work you've been doing um, is not only applicable to you know all of your clients, but it also really helps you get start get started quickly and efficiently and effectively. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. And it's amazing going through it all over again after yes. spending <laughs> so much time helping others and getting you know so far along in the process in your original business. It's very interesting going back through it a second time from the beginning, right?
1: Yeah, back to square. One yes. for sure, yes, for definitely.
0: sure. Well, so let's let's talk a little bit about being boss and, and what you do there with your partner, and kind of what that business is all about. And then let's dive right into the book because I, I want to make sure everybody has an opportunity
1: to explore that, and then you know, obviously, can go get their copy yes so being boss is a blast it started off as just a side project a side creative project that my partner Kathleen and I wanted to do together for fun we were both running our separate businesses she is um, she is co-owner of a branding agency I at the time was uh, was you know headfirst into my web design business and um, and we were having these ongoing conversations every month what we were what we were calling our business bestie conversations where we would hop on Skype together and talk about what was going on in life and work and we found those conversations so beneficial and helpful as we were like you know hammering away by ourselves at our computer we were getting together and talking about things like like revenue and business models and how it is that you're dealing with that that painful client experience Um, but also how we were managing life and work as working creatives And we found those conversations so valuable. I had one of those big big magic moments. If any of your listeners are familiar with Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert, you, you know what I'm talking about, where it's just sort of this like spark of inspiration where I woke up one day and I was like, I need to start a podcast. I need to start a podcast and I need to start it with Kathleen. And it needs to be us just publishing the conversations that we're already having because we were both already finding those so valuable. So I pitched the idea to her. I wasn't even super listening to podcasts at the time. Like I had Listen to Invisibilia, the first season of Invisibilia. Podcasts were just starting to get off the ground. Serial had just kind of launched. This is several years ago. And um, and I sent her an email and I was like, We need to do this, we need to do this together. And um, podcasts are the future and it's gonna change our life. And it was this very sort of grand email. And she ended up saying yes. We launched the podcast. Uh, within about a month, and we've published an episode every week since then. and that was in January 2015 when we launched when we launched the podcast. um it quickly took off and people were finding it just as helpful as I was hoping they would. And we've cultivated a really great community of people that are just like our, just like us. They're working creatives, trying to, you know, be who they are and put their personality into their work, but also make money doing work that they love. And we've done a couple of vacations with our bosses. You know, we've traveled around the country and met up with a whole lot of them. We um, we are building online community, but we're just as if not more focused on pursuing that offline community as well. And it ended up turning into a book and we have many more plans down the road. It was supposed to be just a side passion project project and it has turned into being a full-time business. And at this point, my full-time job.
0: That's amazing. I love it. I think it's so interesting that, um, you know, you share both of the businesses kind of started with the passion and uh, allowed the creativity to kind of drive and and lead where the project started from and then how it evolved. Because I think that, you know, sometimes in your mission, uh, driving for success and striving for that next level in your business, sometimes the creativity really gets pushed out of it. You get so robotic and so structured and so overly strategic in everything that you're doing. And I think that's actually why a lot of businesses struggle because they they lack the creativity and the energetic, magne- you know, magnetic relationship with their audience and it sounds like you've really let that lead and it's actually probably moved the business so much faster because of that.
1: For sure. And I mean, it's funny that you even say that because this is a conversation that Kathleen and I had behind the scenes just just this week where, you know, business is it's about building systems that you can replicate and get the same results over and over again. I mean, that's that's what building like a business machine is. And there are obviously many businesses who do really well with that um, and are able to build into large corporations. But, you know, have those guys need to pivot on a dime because something in the in the in the environment has changed. And it's really difficult to do that. And then also for small creative businesses, like there is something to be said about building those systems that allow you to get from, you know, point A to point B as effectively and and efficiently as possible. But I do believe that it is possible to routine yourself into a rut. And Kathleen and I have even sort of started coming up against that a little bit in the business of being boss where, Where we have our routines and we have our systems that allow us to, you know, efficiently and effectively publish every week and deliver what it is that we're here to deliver um, in a really quick and easy way. But sometimes Kathleen and I just need moments to be creative outside of those routines. And I think creative business is a place where you have to find a very healthy balance between those two. And it's not a balance that you strike and it's there forever. It's a balance that you have to strike over and over again, because it will always look different as your business grows. So that's It's it's funny that you say that because we're just having that conversation again in our businesses because it's such an important part of continuing to find fulfillment and also stay really relevant in a world that is constantly changing.
0: Uh, I couldn't agree more. And, you know, I'm a huge, huge fan of systems. I teach them. I use them religiously. I mean, my business is completely built on systems, but I actually recorded an episode a couple months ago uh, here on the show about bringing the fun back into your business. And I talked about how we were really like shaking things up and trying a lot of new and different things to re-energize my staff and to re-energize myself and, you know, what some of the results of that creativity leading and, and bringing the fun back in has been and it's it's so interesting that you're kind of experiencing that same thing because we were really astounded with the results of just intentionally saying we're gonna have fun with this launch like we're not gonna follow this formula anymore we're gonna try something totally new we're gonna do this our way we're gonna just have fun with it and you know see where it goes and it ended up being one of our best launches we've ever had and it was the least stressful it was one of the most profitable and everyone just afterwards was like that was so easy. Like things never feel like that. You know what I mean? I think sometimes you systematize yourself, um, you know, into things becoming heavy and it takes the fun and creativity out of it. So I love that you're having that conversation. I also love that you said it's an evolution that you have to keep going through over and over again, because I agree with that because something is new. Then you're like, Oh, this works. So you start repeating it over and over again. And then, you know, you can lose the the fun element of it because it's now become routine, right?
1: For sure. For sure. It's it's a it's a constant dance. And, you know, if you want to be an entrepreneur, you have to learn to love it.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. So now let's talk about the the premise for the book. Like what? Let's start first start with like, what is the underlying goal of the book in terms of the key thing that you want your reader to experience and walk away with?
1: the thing that kathleen and i always come back to is is twofold we want people to to be confident in being who they are a hundred percent of the time in work and life number one Mm -hmm. and two we want them to be able to make money doing what they love and so everything we do at being boss always comes back to those two two basic principles and obviously you know I would say we could write a book about those two, but we did. <laughs> like, and we could probably write three or four more books just on those two basic principles. Everything that we've always done at Being Boss always comes back to those two things. And, um, and it really was those two things that went into the foundation of the Being Boss book. The Being Boss book was taking all of the conversations that we've had with, you know, industry leaders, really awesome creatives, but also just working creatives who, you know, are just in it trying to, to make it do. Um, it was distilling down all of those conversations into, you know, 200 pages of, of our most actionable tactic, um, advice and, um, or tactical advice and tactics to help people do those two things, to find confidence and self-reliance in, you know, in a world that is, is not like what our grandparents grew up with. You know, you're not, um, you're not destined to have, you know, a really great pension when you retire, most mm-hmm. likely, um, you are probably going to need to find creative fulfillment and the ability to, to make money at the same time. And, the internet has given us has given us such a wonderful platform for doing those things and the the book is not really about online marketing but it does set up set you up to to go into that arena if you choose so basic premise be who you are a hundred percent of the time and make money doing what you love yeah
0: Absolutely love that. And, you know, I think it's so important to bring that back into the conversation because I think that with social media and people doing so much comparison, you know, sometimes you get lost in the chase And you're chasing something that's not even really in alignment with the life that you want. And I have this conversation with my clients all the time. You know, I have some clients that are building boutiques. I have other clients that are building multi-million dollar enterprises. And what what is right for one person could be horribly, horribly wrong for another. And I think it's so important to know individually, just as a human, like what makes you happy? And what does a life that you love even look like?
1: Right? Yeah. I mean and it's so multifaceted. There are so many things that go into that and and it requires a waking up to all the possibilities. I think I think so much so many of us are, you know, led through early life um with rules and expectations and obviously we've all experienced and we you know all of our parents and grandparents and great grandparents like we've all done it. Um but I think again we're living in an era where we have more options and possibilities than ever before and we're hoping that this book um awakes people up to those possibilities and that you can focus on your values in order to create a life and business that you love that you can um you know define rules for yourself and create your own boundaries that allow you to show up in the way that you want to um we're hoping that this book will will allow people to really tap into all the possibilities that come from living a life and working a work that is super intentional
0: yeah that's awesome so what would you say are some of the things in the book that you share that maybe will help um, bust some myths or maybe help people to sort out some misconceptions that are maybe holding them back from actually getting to where they really want to be or experiencing what they really want to experience in their lives.
1: I think I think one of my favorites is um, our section on values and intentions and this idea that everything that you do should be coming back to the values that you hold true to yourself. We all value different things. And, you know, for example, one of my big ones is freedom. So whenever I think about a new opportunity or, you know, whether or not I'd like to just just burn it all down and go get a day job or if I want to pursue this new opportunity that is you know opening Almanac Supply Company or maybe it's just deciding if I want to spend the rest of my my afternoon in my inbox or not. Whenever you can make all decisions based on values that you know you hold true to yourself you will always be fulfilled by the choice that you choose because you know you're doing it for what it is that will make you uh, make you feel most fulfilled. So I think um, I I know that our section on values is one of those core principles that that keeps coming up in the really awesome conversations that we have on the podcast and will continue to be something that we really dive into over the next couple of years of being boss and then following that up with what we call our intention practice where the way Kathleen and I done it and the way that we've done it for several years and we share it together it's been very organic is that every month we choose a new intention and sometimes values and intentions can can be swapped around you know that word that word can apply to both we see values that so in, in the context of the book values being those those things that you hold true to yourself so for me you know i super value freedom and respect and creativity and those sorts of things um, intentions are are where you can get a little more playful you can have a month where maybe you really need to go back to your intent or your value of freedom and really focus on how that's showing up in your life how you can bring more of it into your life how you can bring it to others or you can choose something more fun so or more fun or just more needed. Um, the one that comes to mind for me is a couple of months ago, I decided that I needed to set the intention of grace. And for me, that included doing a lot of research, like just sitting on my phone and Googling grace. Like what does this word mean? Thinking about how it's already showing up in my life, how I can bring more, more of it into my life. And it came from me looking at my calendar and my relationships. And for me, I have a daughter um, and thinking during that month, like I just need to have more grace through this like growth experience that she is currently in um, as a parent and it's one of those things that even after the month is up, because you've spent 30 days or so thinking about this intention, it's rolled itself into your life in a really great way so that everything that you're doing is is for a reason. I feel like, again, those systems and routines, they get you into a place that sometimes you forget why it is that you're doing things, but having a really strong intention practice will have you reconsidering why it is that you're doing those things and how you can better align those with how it is that you want to feel and show up in the world.
0: I love that. So, so needed. So, so needed. And, and the grace. Um, I love it. And we all need, we all need to take a step back and set that intention. So you just gave a hundred reasons why people need to go grab their copy of the book. So let's tell people where they can go to get the book and how they can connect with you.
1: Awesome. I think the best place is beingboss.club/book. We have links there to multiple places that you can pick up the book as well as more information about the book and Kathleen and I as well and then beingboss.club for all of our episodes and worksheets and resources and then you can listen to the Being Boss podcast wherever you listen to podcasts.
0: That's amazing. Emily, thank you so, so much for coming on the show today. Best of luck with the book. I know you guys are going to absolutely crush it. And thanks so much for being here.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: You got it. All right, to all of our listeners of Unstoppable Success Radio, pick one thing that you got out of today's episode and put it into practice in your life right away to live a life you love, create a business that really lives out your intention for being here and helps you serve your highest purpose. And until next time, I wanna remind you to dream big, take action and don't stop until you make it happen. Thanks so much. Wait, before you put down your phone, one more thing. When you're ready to build an unstoppable business around a life you absolutely love, text in the word IGNITE to 44222. All you have to do is minimize the screen and text in the word IGNITE to 44222 to schedule a free consultation with me to learn how you can switch your business into high gear, rapid growth, and high profitability fast. Text in IGNITE to 44222. 4222